Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure, you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. <laughs> Kenny, we might get a extend technologies. Yes, we might get a live update from the oh. Jake Paul press conference. Ooh. Tim Richards is there or on his way over there. Tim Rocket Richards. Yes. All right. That's so potentially. We might get an update. Extend Technologies. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. I love that that's how I said it. It wasn't the emerging podcast scene. Welcome. I just went, Extend Technologies. Hello. Check them out online first. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Tony's great. Jay's great. Have you met Jay yet? I have. I have. I was going to ask you, Kenny. Are Jay you, O'Hallahan. Are O'Hallahan. You, are you more TV or unbelievable projector? I still think I'm classic TV. Yeah, I yeah. keep seeing in these houses that I've been looking at a lot of projector setups. Oh yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. they take the projector. They leave the wall up. They leave the. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. If you want your house transformed, extend technologies. Now let me tell the story. So we have a great family that moved down the street from us. That moved to the house that's down the street from us now. They're they're called the Bresslers. They're wonderful people. I shouldn't probably say their last name, but hell, it's a podcast, right? Like six people are. You listening. just doxed them. So. They're wonderful people, and they were telling us about the house that they bought, and I remember I was like, so people, when they move, they take, like, weird things with them, and I have made weird offers to people in the two houses I bought. I was like, hey, let me keep this. Let me keep that. I walked through your house. I like this. Let me buy it from you. That type of thing. I remember I tried to buy a high life sign from the guy who owned my house, and he said, "Oh, that has sentimental value or something like that." I'm like, "All right, you don't. I don't need some song and dance." Just you couldn't say, do you a know. contingency. You couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't make this happen. So uh, they, when they moved the family down the street, which I guess they were not nice to everybody except for me. They were very nice to me, oh. and so I wish them all the success. Did they in the call world. you Jolly in the future endeavors. Well, that's fine being called Jolly. Yeah. I don't know why people have a problem with me being called Jolly, and. They, I said, I go. They took, they took a, they had a in ground or like like poured concrete basketball hoop oh. that you put in the ground. Yeah, they took the the hoop. Oh, why? With it's their hoop because they were moving to a place that did not have a place where they would put a hoop, mm-hmm. and they took the hoop with them. And so when you said projector screen, they take the projector with them. It's like, well, depending on where you're going, maybe you want a new projector screen. That's why you go to Extend Technologies. Yeah. And they have them like right there in the base now where it's not up on the on the ceiling. Anymore, I, it's either. incredible. I didn't know the technology existed, the short throw projectors. Oh, it does. And now that I see that they do, they could turn any room, any yeah. room. It doesn't matter the size. doesn't matter the ceiling. doesn't matter any of that. 
you can have a big time projector setup or really whatever you need. It's better than anything else. XTENDAV.com. Make your home dreams come true with Extend Technologies. I tried to step in it. Um, I tweeted out what I think are my top five most respected Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready for that? Uh, yes, because I'm wondering, can any of those also double as a most hated Steeler? As far as? Well, for instance, Heinz Ward was a hated Steeler, but I, I have to respect him. What? I think Browns fans hate Heinz Ward, but I think they respect the hell out of him. Uh, I, I respect the hell Ooh, out of Ooh, I like this now. I respect the hell Damn, out Sam. of Sam. Well, we've done this with John Elway. And when it's all said and done. I respect John Elway. When it was said and done. I don't think you could respect him when he was beating you and going to the Super Bowl. I think Browns fans had to root against him in the Super Bowl every time. But when he went to those Super Bowls with Terrell Davis years down the road with Shanahan, I don't think you could root for John Elway, but if he won, could you say, you know what? That's going to be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And if we're going to lose to somebody, better him than Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? Or, or something like that. Um, better him than Bubby Brister. Okay, fair. That's fair. Like, I, can you I, imagine? I like, I, I, well, I don't like John Elway, but I respected John What Elway. I'm saying is, can you imagine if the Browns had been denied opportunities to go to the Super Bowl by Bubby Brister? Um, yes. Like, Wait. That would have... What I'm saying is, when it's all said and done... I'm trying to look at the reactions to my top five. You want it to be... When all said and done, you wanted Michael Jordan to be one of the best ever because he stopped you. You got... Yeah. I didn't want to be... I don't want to You don't want it to be Dwight the, Howard, Haydu Turkoglu. Let's call it what it... Yeah, let's call it what it is. I'd rather be stopped by those Golden State Warriors teams than this Suns team. There. Straight up. Boom. Straight up and down. I got LeBron James. I'd rather have a, a, a team stopped by the greatest collection of talent ever instead of that. Um, but I have my top five most respected Steelers. You want me to go five through one? Do it. Okay. Number five, Kevin Green. Number four. No, you got nothing for Kevin me. Green. Kevin Green. Man. Really? You you have a problem with that? No. I, am I wrong? Were there, weren't there allegations, uh, performance enhancers with I'm Kevin sure Green? I'm sure there were. I just assumed there were. I didn't know if that would change. He was a pro wrestler and a football yeah. player in the 90s. I imagine that there were. I didn't know if that would change your mind if that were the case. And I'm not. God rest his soul. This might be reckless speculation, but though. But I, that probably is reckless speculation. But even if there were allegations, like, I don't know, man. Like, I. At first, I was outraged about baseball, and then I grew up. And right. when, when it's like that, it's like I'm not outraged about football, anything, whatever. I don't care. Um, but I like Kevin Green. Um, wait, we had Mike Golick on the show before, and he admitted he was on the gas. Does that change anything? He admitted he did. He admitted he did the stuff. Mm-hmm. He was on the bleep. That didn't change anything to you, did it? No. Okay. It didn't. Number four, Jack Lambert. Yeah. Understand. Understand. That guy's still a badass. He lives out in the middle of nowhere yeah. in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. And from Manaway, which is a town next to me. Mantua. That's how you know you're from here. It's Manaway, not Mantua. Uh, check your phone, by the way, real quick. You might be able to get them on. I guess we're going to get a live call in. I don't yeah. know how we do that on a podcast. From a live press conference. We have a call in line. Okay. Absolutely. Number three. You ready for number three? Or do you want me to wait so you can type out your response? Go ahead. I say yes to the response, by the way. So whatever time you want them. Um, number three, Mike Webster. Okay. From 
I want to say he's from Wabasha, Wisconsin, which is a real t- I think it's a real town. Um and was a Wisconsin player and a great great center. I saw his Hall of Fame induction speech. Mm-hmm. And my dad hates the Steelers. Now my dad's not a Browns fan, but he hates the Steelers. And my dad my dad really re- my dad told me how to like res- like you got to respect this guy. This guy's been through a lot cuz like those stories when he was a Hall of Famer you heard about like we didn't know what CTE was Heartbreaking. yet. Yeah, we didn't know what it was yet, and he definitely had it, and we didn't know, and he was, like, living in his car. and Well, wasn't it the autopsy on him that <gasps> oh. is what, what took Dr. Amalu? Like the, like the brain of a toddler or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and it's what it's what ended up resulting in the, the massive yeah. controversy regarding CTE about whether or not the NFL knew all along that this was causing some brain disease and what they should do. Yeah, and like when I when I look at the top five, like I sit there and I'm like, "Hey, man, like I may hate the Steelers, but these ones are cool." Uh, number two, and there are other ones too. Number two, Joe Green, mean Joe Green. Yeah, I'm just too young. I mean, all I know about Joe Green is the commercial. That's okay. That's fair. But I knew him as a football coach because he was a football coach for a long time. Yes, he was. Where? Uh, I didn't know that. I thought I, I know he's with the Dolphins. No. I know he's with Pittsburgh. I want to say he's with the Rams for a while. Too. I don't remember that. Um, he was yeah. He's a football coach, and I actually you, you I know the NFL makes all their guys out to be good guys. Uh, the football life, Joe Green, a football life, it's very good, mm-hmm. very good, and it changes. It doesn't change it because you always knew Joe Green was one of the good guys, but uh, Mean Joe definitely number two, number one, Rocky Blyer. That's easy because of every you Vietnam. Mm-hmm. The, f- the foot injury, him having to go through rehab, coming back, part of that backfield, um, easily Rocky Blyer. So, and then I would say, I obviously I have a great deal of respect for Chuck Knoll because he's from Cleveland, and I think there's just there's a lot of guys like there's the the Frank Cushes of the world who were screamers, yellers, master motivators, and Chuck Knoll was very stoic and very X's and O's and. And he also enjoyed a great deal of other things. And he was he's the guy I always reference when we talk about instant replay. Because he was one of the first people to it going, you guys are not going to like this. They're, they're going to start looking for things that are not what they're looking for. He goes, it seems like it's a good idea at the beginning. It's not going to be a good idea at the end. You guys are not going to like this. And sure as hell, we get more people year after year after year bitching and moaning about uh, – about yeah. replay, and I and I totally agree with him. And you know, I gotta respect the Roonies. I still think it's a business. Some people got upset with me because I said, "Listen, this is a business decision here. All right, this is a business decision. A business decision to vote against steel because you know that they're, the Browns are going to move. All right, you know they're going to move. And I do believe that for the Rooney family, they wanted to protect the rivalry a little bit. I get that, and they might they might have been their thing." But it's a good move to vote against the move because if you don't think, if you don't know that Cleveland is ever going to get football back, you would assume, assume that Detroit's going to get some of those fans and Buffalo's going to get some of those fans, but you're going to get some of those fans too. Sure, of course. And I could see where Pittsburgh was like, because hmm. you know, it was also Buffalo who voted against. It's It's geographical. We do not have some – I mean, we've played Buffalo in playoff games before 89, things like that. But you've played Buffalo in playoff games, but also you have to remember, like, that is geographically close. We don't have a big rivalry with them. We do have a big rivalry with Pittsburgh. But it just makes good business sense going, well, those those people are going to be football fans. 
And if they can't be fans of their team in Cleveland, then they can be fans in Buffalo. Or they can yeah. be fans What do you think about, by the way, Buffalo should have been somehow, some way. I know there's a lot of difficulty in logistics. Buffalo should have been with the Browns in the same division. Oh, yeah. They should have been. And I don't know. I don't oh, know. If, yeah. I don't know if you started mixing and matching the divisions. I don't know how many divisions you need. I've always wondered: Did the NFL do you truly need eight divisions? Uh, I understand why. Well, it's uh, just good math. But uh, yeah, that's a big part of it. I always thought: Why are we just rewarding a team like last year, AFC East? Somebody has to. NFC East. Somebody has to go. Washington Redskins. Washington Football mm-hmm. Team. Why do you get an automatic slot? for being better than three other teams. I think it adds I, – I think a lot of people I, – I think it adds to the conversation. It's I think such it, a random three other teams, I, though. I, it's just three it's teams. True. And sometimes not even regional. Like, if you look at how the divisions are, uh, Dallas they, is in the NFC East. So, it just so happens that you're better than three other teams, and one of them's not even in your region. I think they need to do this how – like a, like the, that series, how the states got their shapes, how the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, and the NBA picked their divisions, things like that. Like, because you would look at it, the NFC East is classic. Philadelphia is an old team. Washington's a very old team. The Giants are a very old team. The Cowboys are a relatively old team. It makes sense because Dallas is a big city out west, football crazed. You had Landry. It makes sense to put them in the same division with New Yorkers because it's west, east, Texas, and the south, the north, New York. It makes And there's a lot of transplant people who are fans of the Cowboys and all those markets. That made sense at that time. You know, I think if I if I go back now, I have to check this because I'm not right on everything, obviously. I want to say Cleveland was in the same division at one point. Uh, as? As those teams. Oh, God. Like, remember, because it was know. the Baltimore Colts. It wasn't Indianapolis. I just remember the old AFC Cleveland was Central with the Houston Oilers. Well, see, that's that was fun, too, because you didn't only have – you didn't only have – good teams, that division, I don't think we make a big enough deal about that division, about the old NFC. I'm not talking Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Houston. You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah. saying here. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Jacksonville was Jacksonville in. Jacksonville was part of Was it. in our division. But at one time you had Chuck Knoll, the, the emperor, the elder statesman. Mm-hmm. You had Belichick. You had Retigliano. Who else did you have in there? I keep wanting to say Blanton Collier. That's not it. Oh, uh, Carson, you had those guys in there, and they were like, you know, like a Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer is strong, strong-willed, but you have Noel Schottenheimer. Then at one point you have Jerry Glanville, yep, who will talk trash to anybody in the world. You have Sam Weish, who's God rest his soul. Was it? We had him right before he passed away. A few years before he passed away, Sam Weich was a great interview. He was awesome. And uh, I, I know you don't want to live in Cleveland, but he made everything a rivalry. And, like, when they what, didn't they win, like, 60-7 to seven one time against the Oilers, and they were going for two because Jerry Glanfield. Like, you had personalities there. It was very vitriolic. It was, it was angry. I think that at one point was probably – I think you look back on it, that might be historically the most fun division in football with those teams that were involved in that division. But if you go to it, like if you were to rework, I think you can always redraw the districts. I just don't understand. All I'm saying is, are they only doing divisions because schedule is so important that they want to make sure everybody has the same schedule? Yes, and you also want to keep people interested. Because if you find yourself, if you were to take it, say you were to just take, all right, let's get rid of four divisions. We'll have two divisions. We'll have east and west. All right? 
Cleveland and Bolt, Cleveland and Buffalo. If you okay, you got sixteen each, so you'd play each team, and then all of a sudden now you're playing your side, so you wouldn't do it. So you wouldn't play every team twice. You might play every team once. That would affect your traditional rivalries against Pittsburgh, depending on how you do the scheduling. Uh, it, it would affect your traditional rivalries against Baltimore. So I don't think they want to do that. And it also it keeps you interested. Who's going to slog it out in my division and get me to the postseason? Who's going to do? Yeah, the the NFC East was pathetic last year, but, but it kept people in. Yeah, just the, the issue is competitive balance. The fact that, how, and I don't even remember who got to play Washington in the playoff game. Tampa Bay. But it's 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 kind of Washington unfair. Washington nearly that, won that they game. They did they actually did. Yeah. But it's it's kind of unfair. It's kind of unfair to the other teams. It's like oh they get a they get what is supposed to be a walkthrough game because why because they were better than three other teams it just it just never made sense it, to me it it might not make sense from a top down competitive standpoint but from an entertainment standpoint from how you look I mean look at Washington look how Washington's seen now Ron Rivera found a way to get his team to the playoffs great coach see we've been telling you forever Ron Rivera's a great coach got his team to the playoffs now you look at them and you think hey not too bad they're a playoff team last year. Yeah, and the pathetic, terrible ass NFC East, but hey, playoff. But you think playoff team last year, great defense. They might have the number one defense in the league going into this year. Ron Rivera. Now you got Ryan Fitzpatrick there. I'm interested. I'm listening. Now all of a sudden we're in. We're bef- where if we didn't do it that way, the interest isn't as much. And you go, man, we don't have the quarterback. We don't have this. We don't have that. Yeah, the defense is good, but who cares? Yeah, I'm trying to think whose spot because, did they take? Because I'll tell you this. Um, who would have got in if if you just took the next best team that missed the playoffs? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look that up real quick. But you think about this, like the Giants. What did I say about the Giants last week? And I got killed by Giants fans. I knew I would, but I said what I said, and I meant it. The Giants, to me, and their fans sound like old Browns fans. For Excuse me, the same old Browns fans from yesteryear being like 1999, save one season, really 2003 through 2018. 19, where you get excited about a quarterback, but the quarterback's really not that good. You you're getting you try to get excited about this coach, but you know what? You couldn't win the worst division in football. The running back, and eh, you're waiting for Godot there. And then I had a bunch of people going, Ken, what about the defense? What about the defense? And I would go, yeah, James Bradbury. We had Joe Hayden. Yeah, we had those guys. Yeah, Leonard Williams. We had Courtney Brown. Like, we had guys. And, like, every team has good pieces, and I thought, that's the difference. If the Giants make the playoffs last year, how are we talking about Daniel Jones? How are we talking about the return, possibly, of Saquon Barkley, who may still not be ready for week one, by the way? Uh, how, oh, his workout videos look good. How are we going to be ready, or how would we talk about that team? So making the playoffs, even in a terrible, crappy division, still makes a difference, just made for appearances. And plus, they, Tyler Hinkie didn't go out. Hinchkey, whatever the kid's name is, oh. he didn't go out there and embarrass himself. Heineke, Heineke, thank you. He didn't go out there and embarrass himself. He didn't do yeah. that. So, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, Extend Technologies. I know you're going to be fine with them. X T E N D A V dot com. That's X T E N D A V dot com. If you want it, your home transformed the right way, you call Extend Technologies. All right, online first, xtendav.com. And not just transformed, but really brought into the 21st century the way you want it taken care of. It's great. And it's expert installation, custom installation. And again, let me remind you, they are hiring AV installers. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
the way it meant to be done. Great, great company owner, to work for. Great company to work for. For whatever reason, people are, go- are scheduling interviews, and then they don't show up to their interviews, which is something we need to talk about on the show tomorrow. Well, good luck doing that uh, with with the political landscape. What it is? What? There's not a day goes by. Okay, that I don't, don't talk need to, to name a, names. That I don't talk to a business owner. I was getting at a sandwich shop. I can tell you where. I went to a sandwich shop, mm-hmm. and within two minutes, the conversation went to I can't find any workers. And then he started getting political, <sighs> and I'm just like, I, I, right, I, I mean, I understand right. it. I understand it, but it's tough to have those conversations never without mind. it going political. Fine, I won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. Fine. Um, you we watching the open tomorrow before the show? Uh, this was this was kind of cool to walk in. It's you know when I walk in, it's five fifty nine, and to see that already like Rom was on his fifth hole. And I'm like, what time do these guys start? I love that we get so much coverage of the open championship. By the way, huge debate online in the golf community whether it should be called the British Open or the Open Championship. Now, I've always said the Open Championship because I kind of thought it sounded cooler than the British Open. I think you're right. But I don't have a reason. It's not like I'm sitting here going, it's the Open Championship and nothing else. So I don't really care what you call it. I always laugh at just how different I – what's the first thing I said to you today, Ken? I go, not a tree on that course. <laughs> but they, they, it's just if you were to. What type of grass is that? Oh, they have fescue. That's the fescue? Yeah, they have a lot of fescue. No, oh. no, they're, they're, they're just the actual uh, fairways are made, I thought, of fescue. But wow. the mowed down fescue. But, what about the Kukulia? Oh, you'll see that in the great, uh, the great Northwest. Oh, okay. I, I laugh because the courses, you know, everybody always wants to go on one of those trips to play St. Andrews, uh, to play. All those, all those courses, and you were asking me how much money they are, and I said, you know, they have history. That's what those courses have. That's what's cool about going to, like, Canterbury. The history at Canterbury that a caddy will tell you about something Bobby Jones did or uh, Jack Nicklaus or Arnold Palmer. Like, that's cool. And then you go into the locker room, and they have their lockers. They have their – and that's kind of a normal thing. You actually see that at a lot of different places, but it is pretty cool. I always thought that was really awesome. So there's a lot of history and the fact that you're playing the same course, relatively speaking, as one of the all-time greats. And so when people go to St. Andrews, they all take the same picture at the same spot. I almost said Ray's Creek, as if that's at St. Andrews. <laughs> you know, uh, me, established golf, uh, uh, golfing guy. That's yeah. right. Uh, but if you transported those courses to Streetsboro or to Chesterland, ah. The whole defense mechanism they have is the wind. The wind well, is what they have to battle it. Yeah. It just depends, you know, from day to day. And the guys are scoring very well today, at least upon us. Look at the scoreboard. Last time we checked, it was a healthy leaderboard. It's like 13-mile-an-hour wind. And and it's not the 25-30. Yeah. If it gets to 25-30, there are holes that you go from a wedge in to all of a sudden you're at a six-iron. Yeah. Huge difference. And so that's the difficulty in playing those courses. Mm. Other than the history, you know, the beauty well, of the history. They're expensive, too. I asked you. I assume they were expensive. See, because I said, I go, man, if I go to England, I want to golf in England someday. Like, I've never been to England. I don't know if I did actually get on a plane to go that far. But either way, uh, I'd never been to England. And I said, if I ever go to England, I want to golf. But I, I said, I would golf anywhere in England just to golf in England. But now that I think about it, if I come back and I tell people that I went golfing in England, they're going to want a place that they play 
at like they play the open at. Yeah. They want one of those courses. I can't just say, "Oh, is it Bob's course in Ireland?" And that's no, <laughs> like you can't do that. It has to be like one of the big ones. Oh, it'd be funny if you end up going to Scotland or whatever, playing Loch Lomond, which they used to have uh, all guy. the time right before. This guy, and it wasn't even a British Open course. It was like an American course teleported See, overseas. I can't, but that's why I can't, I can't do that. I can't do it. And I and I would want to just to play. And I don't want to spend five hundred dollars. On a round of golf when I'm not even good at golf. Yeah. Oh, it's expensive. And a lot of people go there that aren't good at golf. Oh, so I can go there and be okay? Well, you're just going to spend a ton of money. Do we have a Do we have a special guest who's going to join us? Oh, this is going to be great. So we are going out to the hotline. I believe we have Tim Richards ready to go, who has now made his way. He's breached the queue, uh, or what formerly known uh, as the queue. He's in the breach. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And he is covering the press conference coming up here in about 25 minutes for Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, Tim Richards, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Tim. Hey, how are you guys? Yeah, just made it here, man. Just got in. Uh, we're on the floor of Rocket Mortgage Steelhouse, as you mentioned. Things get started in about 25 minutes or so. And uh, from what I've been told, they will, and you can see this, well, you can't see the seats, but they have two seats on stage. They're ready to uh, do a little bit of a face-off or a picture op. And, um, and then they're going to take some Q&A from the audience. And it's amazing because I was just telling uh, a couple of the people here was talking to them, and they said that this is people are really, really excited about this. And uh, I don't know. I mean, are you guys in on this? Like, this is, this, is a, this is going to be a big, big event. Tim, we talked about it on the air today, much to the disgust of many listeners, and I think to the disgust of Ken Carmen because we were trying to figure out. I'm not disgusted. Well, I'm not disgusted. Well, we know these are novelty fights. I do take Jake Paul seriously. He has been training. Tyron Woodley is a MMA fighter. was a pretty big deal about, you know, eight years ago. Andy just sent me this picture. Hold on. Keep going. Keep going. I, I want to know, know from you and what is the general thought of people you're talking to in there about how big of a fight this is going to be how many seats they realistically think they're going to sell? Because we're trying to figure out who exactly is the audience for this. That's, that's so funny. That was the first question after I got the media credential. That was the first question that I asked them. I said, all right, as an, if you're realistic, and it's probably tough to project what it's going to be, what it's going to sell. So how is it going to do? And, and what they said, I said, is it, are we talking 10,000? Are we talking sellout? What are we talking? And uh, from what they, what they said, they said, well, obviously we don't know, but it projects something like that's tough. But they said we expect it to vary, very well. Now, I don't know where that's at, but, I mean, there's a ton of people. As you mentioned, there's social media following crazy. I mean, Tyron Woodley, legit, he's going to move up from, what you know, usually fighting, I think, 170. They're both at 190. I mean, they're, like I said, there, there is, yes, there's, there's an argument for the WWE aspect, but there's also an argument for the legitimacy factor as well. All right, I have a question for you to ask if you can okay. summon the microphone to you during the Q&A. You I'd ready? love it. Give it to me. You have to ask Jake Paul if he wins this fight. Is he the biggest athlete in Cleveland sports history? You have to do it, Tim. I have to get listen, the mic. If I can get the mic, that question's being asked. Every TV station will run with it. I think the, 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 the national, the national reaction. And you need to even mention, say, listen, we all know about Stipe Miocic and what he accomplished in this building. We know what LeBron James accomplished in this building. But if you, Jake Paul, conquer this MMA hero, are you now the biggest to yeah. ever perform here? Yeah. 
and he says yes, right? He, I mean, oh, he guess. will go on he, and on. Yes. He'll, he'll make oh, a yeah. fool of himself. Oh, my God, yes. Say yes and go on. You have right. to do it. We need the content for tomorrow. You have to do In it. In fact, okay? I, got, I got another one you can ask somebody else to ask. What? Okay. You can say, Tim, or you can give this to somebody else, whoever it is. <laughs> it could be anyway. Anybody else. Uh, say, we just got this tweet from Dana White who says, you are a total joke and a fraud. And you can make it up. You can make right. it up. It won't really be a tweet or anything from Dana White. Just make something up completely and say Dana White thinks that the Boom. two of you in a handicap match couldn't beat Steve Miocic. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And then you'd get trash talk. Because yes. I think eventually what's going to happen is Jake Paul is going to fight Steve Miocic. That's going to end badly. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you're right. And I, that one, I, bet. I can I – can, because what am I going to do, look that up? I don't have to sign a source if I just ask a question. <laughs> And just, you know, him and Hall and Aspen and, and, and see what he says. I like both of those. I got to try to get out there. And, I mean, it's, it's busy. I mean, there are, there are people in the stands. There are people, you know, it's the way it's set up. Uh, the Jumbotron's lowered to the floor. There's plenty of seating here. But there's a lot of people here. So, I don't know who's doing the q and I, I don't know. I just got here, so I can't get a feel for everybody. But, I mean, there are, there are a lot of people here just to check out, uh, you know, this kind of premiere, if you will. Boy, I really wonder. I want to ask our fans tomorrow if this is exciting to have such a big event that's going to be global and nationwide. People are going to check it out on pay-per-view, or it's Showtime. Showtime pay-per-view, August 29th at 8 o'clock. Or whether they think this is an all-new low for the queue for Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I want to know. Yeah, like one or the other. Yeah, I don't know. You know, people obviously, as we know, getting they're out and about. They're ready to roll. I mean, I, and then I always also wonder – and we push it a lot, is, you know, the Jake Paul local aspect. Does that have any sin? Do people care about that? Is that a big thing from here? You know, See, we, I don't, Tim, I don't, I don't think, Ken and I have talked about this. Yeah. We don't think he has really claimed Cleveland in a big way, but he's going to have to. He's going to have to yeah. today at that press conference. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So I just, I'm curious, like you said, ticket sales, people watch it. And I mean, we'll have to find out, but they're, they're certainly amped up here, and they think that it's going to do, once again, very, very well is the expectations from what I was told. Uh, we know, Bar final question, we know Barstool mm -hmm. Sports is going to be a part of this promotion. So I imagine David Portnoy is going to be there. Uh, I'm curious about that component of this. Because That's a great everything question. Barstool, yeah. and they're in the combat is world. Is El Presidente going to be there? I, I think he might. And they're in the combat Ooh. world. They do a lot of those those weird rough fights. Rowdy. The rough and rowdies. Those are something. So they know how that to is. get people watch it they've had like a million people watch that before streaming yeah that's that's big and that's a great that's a great angle as well so i've got to look for that i've got to look at, at who else is here and wander more and then i've got two questions one that i can ask one that i'm going to pawn off and on somebody else so that that's that's beautiful those are that's okay. my my personal agenda while i'm here all right tim can't wait and then obviously you're gonna have to come down the hallway tomorrow and fill us in on the air yes this is going to be great oh all right tim from Jim right, thanks tim. guys star one of two tim thank you thank you tim that's going to make Jen very happy to hear that. He's pumped. Mm. You can tell. He is fired up to do it. Does that make you kind of fired up? Would you have wanted to see the Q&A and the spectacle if we didn't have to go? If we had other no. things to do? No. I kind of wanted to be a part then of that Q&A. Are you allowed to go? You're not allowed to go? i got to go. I'm golfing. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, that's right. With with Cliff. And yep. then you're, you're golfing at another country club that my mom used to deliver papers to back in the day. God forbid I'd love to say that I got to golf there from way oh back when, but God. I don't get to do it because I didn't go to Ohio State. Wow, congratulations on all your success. Andy sent me a picture. Jake Paul looks serious as hell. Look at him. He looks serious as hell. That's the most serious I've ever seen that kid Oh, look. yeah, yeah. In the poster. Look at his ass. 
Uh, he looks tough. Predict the shenanigan. He looks tough. Predict the shenanigan. The, you can't take a hat. The hat's already been taken. He's, he's, um, that's played out. Taking the hat is played out. Willie, slap him in the face. There's going to be a slap. Oh, my God. Woodley would kill him. Woodley would then spear him to the ground and kill him. No, they probably decided already. Oh, you think it's all a shoot? Yes. No, it's all a work. Yeah. It's all a work. Speaking of works and shoots, time for (laughs) congratulations on all your success. Nice, Spano. Nice. Nice. You need a a dear Abby so you don't end up with a dear John. Congratulations. 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 Congratulations on all your success. Two of the three people who did that sound like they're secretly jealous. This comes from uh, Gabe. Here we go. You ready? My wedding is this Saturday, and I need some music advice on the reception. I personally love hip-hop and newer music, but still like classic 90s rock, or excuse me, classic rock and 90s hits and whatnot. However, my fiance and I are stuck on what songs for everyone, such as the older guests, to get on the dance floor. Could you and Lima give us some good wedding songs that could really get the multi-age crowd going? This is urgent. You don't have a DJ? And then what the DJ is supposed to do? Um, friend, That's my line of advice. Yeah, friend of the show. This, look, this is damn DJ involved. This is tough because everybody thinks what you pay his ass for that they can go cheap in these situations, and this is where you unfortunately cannot go cheap. You cannot go cheap. Wedding photographer is another thing. You absolutely cannot. Guys, I mean, when go you get cheap. To, yeah, when you get to that level, five hundred bucks is a drop in the bucket. Just pay the damn five hundred dollars. Five hundred. I wish it was just five hundred. Well, you're not paying a band. You're paying I know. a DJ. I how know. Much, how much does the DJ need? I know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. My guess is they're probably having somebody hook up their phone, and it's Come a dangerous on. game to play. Uh, because here's another thing that's going to happen. Once people catch wind that this is an, an amateur DJ then setup. They, they take over. Then they want to take over. They all want to get in on this. And now I, you won't get 30 seconds through a song. So Skip. I, skip it. It's, it's the worst. That's why you need a DJ because the DJ is part cop. Yes. The DJ is the one who decides it. That's why when we went to uh, Goodnight John Boy. And members only Dave would not take requests. I so respected him for that and wanted it to is shake. the right move. I, I want to shake your hand. I wanted to shake his hand because I go, That's, that takes gumption. That takes standing your ground. Yes. And, because when you bring that up, I immediately became red-faced pissed for like two seconds. So, Yeah, drunk July, people always want their own songs. Fourth of July. Our friends come over. These are the these are the people that set Liz and I up, right? Now, they're married now, and they have a kid, and we're married. We got three kids, this whole thing. And so I go to make a 4th of July mix, and I should have known it. I should have known better because really what they did, they pissed all over the thing. <laughs> they pissed all over. I mean, hosed it down with dirty old piss. Like, that's how much that they were – that's how nasty they were about my playlist, my 4th of July playlist. And I got so mad. I, and they do. And the thing is, they do it, and they do it all the time. And I'm always like, I'm going to learn my lesson, and I never learn my lesson. I go, I worked in music radio. I worked next to three music radio stations. They are all. One is hot. One is contemporary. The other one is classic rock. You're telling me I don't know how to mix music? BS. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground in music, and you don't know what you like. I do. But you guys get drunk, and then you guys start going, let's play Christopher Cross. And you play Christopher Cross for 15 minutes, and then, oh, let's play Alanis Morissette. You play Alanis, or you play Alanis Morissette for 15 seconds, and then you just keep switching through, and it becomes mind-numbing, and it angers and me. And everyone's going to be mad. And if I tell them, and this happens all the time, 
my friend, my wife Liz, my friend Brett, and his and his wife, who's still my friend, Francesco, I call Franco. They all do it. I tell them that their taste in music is bleep, and then they come after me about it. And it's all three gang up on me. And I'm like, I'm the one who knows music. You guys don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. That's why you need a DJ. So figure out a DJ. Get a DJ. They'll play Earth, Wind, and Fire. The older people will get on the, get on the dance floor. The younger people will get on the dance floor. Tell me you find a bad Earth, Wind, and Fire song during a wedding. It's impossible. It's everybody on there. And you, you have your songs. Every group's going to have your songs that are curated for you that you're asking for. Put those at the end. The whole point is you need the older people to get the party started. They want to get out and dance. I've seen it so many times. They do. Just because they're a little older and they're the parents and you yeah. think you're too cool to see that, they are the ones that get the party started. Then yep. they make way for the younger crowd that closes yep. down the night. So that always is something you, you have to cater to them too. And remember, they're also the ones paying for this. They're also the ones giving you the big gifts. Yeah. It's, not your, it's not your kids. That's just, true. It's not your friends who just graduated from college. That's so true. You're not getting the big envelopes from them. You're getting the big envelopes for the people that raised you and their friends. Yeah, and you know what? You're right about that, and your friends will dance to whatever. Yes, get, they will. Because they're power drinking, and they'll get drunk. The older people, they're having one or two drinks, and they're going home. Now, they got bed. They got, yes. they yeah, got to go. time. So they're going to have a nice dance with each other, have some dinner, have a couple of drinks, and they're going home. And then you and your friends can play all the trap music you want to and get sloppy drunk and ruin your wedding night. You can do that later. But at the beginning, it's time to honor the older people. You're right about that. What is, your stance, it, right. what is your stance on the late-night food situation, which has become customary at weddings? Have a plan. That didn't used to be. When I was younger, they didn't just bring in food – at the end of the night, like the actual place, the, the place, the hall, there were all these Italian halls, they'd always have some pizza and stuff. Now it's Swenson's full spread at the end of the wedding, just sitting there. And it's a great idea because you do need to soak up the alcohol big time. But the more and more as the older I've gotten, I've seen this has become customary that people like cater in their favorite fast food or their favorite pizza yeah. from somewhere. And it's all ready to go at the end. It's pretty cool. I would say some pizza's fine. Uh, but, yeah, have something at the end. And I would always say, like, oh, we have the hole until 11. Make sure you can squeeze it out to 1130 or whatever. Just yeah. So you can, you know, I was at a wedding. Food and get the hell out I was of at a wedding in Chicago. They had Swenson's brought in from Chicago. I mean, from from Akron. <laughs> they were yeah, Swenson's they brought were, in? They went to high school down there. Weren't they cold? Weren't the burgers cold? Well, they heated them up there. I think Swenson's shipped it to them and uh, frozen and all that stuff. Good on you, but that's a little too much effort. Yeah. I'm sure there's a nice burger place in right. Chicago. But they wanted Swenson's. Well, That's what they well, wanted. It's your wedding. You get what you want. That's the thing about your wedding day compared to my wedding mm -hmm. day and eventually your wedding day. All right. That is the podcast brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. They can hear you. that You are no. not being quiet. Uh, online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. You go there. You check out their website. And, again, if you're looking for a job, there's no place better. Extend Technologies. Tony takes care of his employees. You will enjoy How about this? It. If you get a that. job there, if you go and interview, sack up, do the interview, show them your skills, you get hired, we will talk about you in our ads for Extend Technologies. Yes. Boom. Right then and there. Bingo. Bango bongo. Extend Technologies. Online first. You know the website by now. All right. We're back uh, Tuesday with the podcast, the emerging podcast scene. We're back tomorrow morning, 6 until 10. Mac went on a video date. For social distancing. Oh, I love it. We will discuss that. I will bring that up tomorrow. 
Now I'm just dragging this out so you don't have to push I, the button. I'm trying to hit the disconnect. We'll talk to you in the morning. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.